0: The C-Town Funk is a podcast on legal, medical, and recreational cannabis in the Emerald City and does not endorse illicit drug manufacturing, distribution, or use. Please refer to your own state's laws regarding the use or possession of marijuana. Listener discretion is advised. Coming to you from Ballard, in the heart of Emerald City, you're up on the C-Town Funk Podcast, a podcast on pot shops in the 206, where every week we spark up and get down on culture and cannabis. From pot shop reviews to the hottest and freshest product drops, please welcome your host and cannabis connoisseur, the man who makes ball look beautiful, your boy in Ballard Zone, D-York 55. Y'all gonna learn, we'll kill the game like when the Sonics return, uh. What's good, everyone? Happy holidays. Welcome to the Sea town Funk Podcast. Hope everyone's off to a great start to their holiday season. I'm getting to spend my very first holiday with my new Springer Spaniel, Griffy, who's actually in studio with me right now, currently being a good boy. <laughs> Give it time, though. All right, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a grower out of Spokane, Washington, who's starting to make their way into uh, Seattle dispensaries. I noticed them last night for the very first time at the Have a Heart in Greenwood. And uh, they have five strains in rotation right now, three of which I picked up and we're going to be talking about today. Just a quick rundown uh, of the three strains we're going to be going over. Uh, First one is Urculon. Next one is Future. And lastly, Shiatsu Kush. Um, We're going to jump in, starting off with Erculon. Urculon is a cross of Purple Urkel and Romulan. Um, It's definitely uh, more of an Indica-dominant hybrid. They just say that it's a hybrid, um, but again, this one, for all intents and purposes, you can consider it really just more of a, uh, just a full-on indica. It's not necessarily gonna give you any like couch lock or anything like that, but it's not the strain you want to try if you, you know, need to go and like clean around the house or anything. It's definitely more of a uh, end of the night, just kind of chill, put on some Netflix or. Maybe some Star Trek if you're a nerd like me. All right, next stream from Root Down is called Future. Futures across of Starfighter and Gorilla Glue Number Four. Uh, definitely more of an indica, uh, if not entirely an indica. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, THC on this uh, is tested at thirty point eight percent, which is obviously. Um, it's pretty high up there. Um, this strain, I thought, too, it was solid. Um, again, nothing really bad to say about it. Uh, had a very earthy, uh, sweet, uh, almost kind of skunky taste to it. Uh, and again, another another strain that I just wasn't super blown away by, but I also wasn't disappointed in. Uh, lastly, we're just going to talk about Shiatsu Kush. This one actually has unknown genetics, other than the fact that I'm guessing somewhere along the road uh, it involves kush. Um, This one is definitely more of a couch lock, sedative indica. Uh, It's going to have more of like a happy, relaxed kind of a vibe to it. Flavor profile, more uh, woody, vanilla, nutty. And again, uh, this one actually kind of put me out last night so if that's kind of what you're going for this is definitely a uh, a strain uh, that i would that i'd very much recommend testing on it was at 29.2 percent so again really high numbers uh, really pretty really pretty bud too you can tell that they took their time uh crafting it uh growing it trimming it just from start to finish it's a very very solid product um I do have two problems though, and these things I think are important to get into. Number one, I think the price point is a little, a little high. Um, these are at twelve dollars for a gram, forty bucks for an eighth, and I would just—they just feel to me more like a ten or eleven dollar gram or a thirty-five to thirty-seven dollar eighth or so you're definitely not wasting your money picking up any of these uh, any of these grams here nor do i think you'll be disappointed in any way in fact you might be really impressed but the biggest concern the biggest problem i guess that i have with root down uh, along with other growers too this is certainly not unique to to root down is not putting the harvest date on on their labeling, okay? It used to be required by Washington state law to put the harvest date on the same labeling that gives all the uh, testing percentages, which dispensary you bought it at and whatnot. But my understanding is is that law has changed or that regulation um, has been eased in whatever manner and for whatever reason uh, just recently. And for me, I am... I kind of have just instituted a personal policy uh, saying that I'm not going to buy any weed from anyone that doesn't have a harvest date on it. Now, why is that? It's not as though I'll only smoke the freshest weed. It's not as though anything that, say, four, five months, six months ago harvested is, is trash. That's not the case. That's not the case at all. In fact, I'd be willing to go so far as to say that I would prefer some good, good quality bud that's, say, six months since harvest over some mediocre shit that's, you know, maybe, say, six weeks fresh, all right? The bigger thing for me is that it's it's about transparency. Number one, I don't see any reason why growers wouldn't be putting uh, harvest dates on their labeling um, other than they don't want you to know, And if they don't want you to know, you have to ask, why is it that they don't want you to know? And for me, it just seems like a grower who wants to equip you with as much knowledge and as much information as you can have about their product is going to be more on the up and up. Whereas other people who want to hide that, maybe their product is something that doesn't fly off the shelves. Maybe their product is something that you're going to see there in shops nine, ten months after harvest, and you're going to see their stuff heavily discounted. Anytime you see sales and promotions and, and clearance or whatnot of 20, 30, 40% off of this product, or even more specifically, this product and this strain, nine and a half times out of 10, they're trying to get rid of just older weed. And I get that product rotation. You know, they're trying to move move and cycle through product. There's no, there's no problem with that. The problem is, is when you try and make it harder for the consumer to know what it is they're buying. I mean, they're equipping the consumer with all of this all this other information, uh, good information, information that they need. And yet, if they're going to stop putting harvest dates on labeling, again, the only reason for that can be because they don't want you to know uh, how fresh or rather how not fresh the product is. And that just doesn't really sit right with me. Um you know food food has expiration dates on any and every damn thing in the world hell a bag of damn rice will have uh, have an expiration date uh, it's probably god knows how many years into the future but even stuff like hell bottled water has has a best if used by date on it and you're going to tell me that that cannabis uh, is unique it doesn't fall into the same category uh, it's just it's bullshit and and for me I just I just tell myself, you know what, if a grower is not going to give me the courtesy of saying when this was harvested and how fresh it is, then I'm not going to give them any of my money. I mean, you guys, everyone works hard for their money. I know I do. I'm sure all you guys do. Why shouldn't you guys get the best value for your money when it comes to cannabis, just like anything else? Um, Now, I'm not saying that Root Down or any other grower who doesn't put um, their harvest dates on their packaging are uh, just filled with malicious intent and all sorts of stuff like that. But if there's another reason why they're not going to put the harvest dates on the labeling, then I'd like to I'd like to hear about it. Speaking of which, if you guys do know, uh, is something I don't know about that, you can hit us up on Instagram at the Seatown Funk Podcast. On Twitter, we're at c Funk Pod. Uh, we have a Facebook page. You can always email us as well at mailbag at seatownfunkcom alright you All right, y'all. That's going to do it for this episode of the Seatown Funk Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. If you guys like the show make sure you my, my rate city. and subscribe yes, Still and until next the west, time this cheers killing you heard the wreckers, man i the six. It's just the shit. But one of ever, ever question it and yes I get love from the north to the south and the east to the west up in is in check you hating on Seattle? know you not a concern y'all gonna learn we we'll kill the game like when a return uh taking over everything see you ain't got what we got so survive like we rocks smashing on them like the seahawks yeah we hot It's 206 and feet ain't weak see my city stays cracking like this these ain't beat pete you're from the town i i i know y'all feel me for real g why my 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 city's filthy uh, my, my city's filthy